us that we need to be wise in things. And a question I have for you here this morning is I want you to hold on, all right? If you have someone that you love dearly, hold on to their hands this morning. Amen. <clears throat> have, you, have we allowed social media to consume, first of all, our hearts? The Bible says that where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Now listen, don't take me wrong, Pastor. We've used social media here in our local church. Everything we do is social media. But what I want to explain to you and the warning that I have for you, that if we allow social media to consume us, then we're in trouble. And have we allowed social media to the point that it consumes our hearts? Have we allowed social media to consume our lives? Have we allowed social media to consume our time? Have we allowed social media to consume our finances? You see, in the following scriptures, Paul the Apostle writes to a young Timothy encouraging him through wisdom. How many of you guys believe that we need wisdom? And where do we get wisdom? We get wisdom from the Word of God. We don't get wisdom from social media. We don't get wisdom from others' opinions, but we get wisdom through the Word of God. And here is Paul, and he is teaching or he's talking to young Timothy, encouraging him that through wisdom to preserve despite persecution. How many of you guys believe that persecution is on its way? We haven't felt it here in the United States as much as third world countries but if you look in social media today, you will notice that in third world countries, there is persecution going on. Not as much as we see it here. Hallelujah. I mean, oh, there's a lot going on there that we don't really see here. And he tells Timothy, listen, in encouraging him through wisdom to preserve despite persecution, false teachings, and the selfishness of man. Now, the last part, the selfishness of man has entered into our world today. That is our culture today. Selfishness, isn't it? And if you turn with me in, uh, to 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. And here is Paul again, and he's instructing Timothy, a young student of his, in the local church, and he's saying, look, listen, I want you to understand something that I'm, I'm about to tell you. And it reads this way, and it says, remember that there will be difficult times in the last days. How many believe that we're living in the last days today? How many of you guys remember hearing that we are living in the last days when we were young? How many remember hearing that we've been in the last days when we were young adults, right? And we, we hear it even today. But if you look around today, and even if you look in through social media, you will know that we are living in the last days. And Paul here is telling him, he says, look, listen, remember this. There will be difficult times. How many of you guys are going through difficult times? We all do. And in, and in its last days, verse 2 says, people will be selfish. They will be greedy, boastful, and conceited. They will be insulting, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, right, and irreligious. They will be unkind, merciless, slanders, violent, and fierce. They will hate the good. They will be treacherous, right? Reckless uh, and swollen with pride. 
They will love pleasure rather than God. They will hold to the outward form of religion, or in other words, they're all show, but reject the real power. And Paul gives him this warning. Keep away from such individuals. We need to be cautious today. A word of warning. You see, there is an epidemic that is consuming lives at an extremely numerous and rapid pace in the world today. Something is happening. Something is consuming lives more than any disease, more than any other thing that you can think of on this world is going on today. And there is an epidemic. You see, God foresaw it. Paul preached it. Timothy recognized it. And we are experiencing it. I'm talking about the infectious of social media. And it has become infectious in our lives. Verse 4, if we go back, it says, They will be treacherous, reckless, and swollen with pride. They will love, they will love pleasures rather than God. You see, in, the, in these last days, man is living for likes and longing for love. Instead of living for God and pouring out love, life or love. Let me explain. People would rather accept the opinion or approval of man rather than the truth. Which is only found in the word of God. Man would rather look towards social media to get their answers for life's problems and situation and not look toward God anymore. And we're looking for likes and we're looking for love in all the wrong places. And many of your faces explain that here today. You're looking at me and says, Pastor, really? I'm just getting started. Can you say amen? And people would rather accept the opinion or approval of man rather than the truth which is found in the word. There was a young lady who quoted this quote on social media. It says, the more passionate and argumentative I get, the more followers and friends I make online. Living for likes, longing for love in all the wrong places. We are in the end of our rope as a godly nation. And have become a selfish generation. You may ask how. Glad you ask. By idolizing materialism. And creation rather than the creator himself. You see it's all about me. And how many likes I can obtain. By sharing my emotional stories. Current status. Or my new profile pic. Now don't get me wrong. I believe that God has allowed man. To obtain advanced wisdom. But wisdom that should be used to help advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. But not the gospel according to Facebook. Or do I accept you as a friend? Another question. Have we turned to social media for answers concerning our problems today? Another question. Has social media smothered uh, our passion for godliness? Do we seek man's opinion rather than God's opinion? When we're going through situations in life, when something is going on on how I feel, do we get on social media and want to hear who likes it or who doesn't like it? 
What is your opinion? What should I do? What is your opinion on how I should handle this situation? Have we allowed social media to consume our lives in our hearts? Or do we actually go to God where there is truth? Can you say amen? You guys are quiet today. Some of you just barely put your phones away. Hallelujah. Listen, Paul writes in verse 5. They will hold to the outward form of our religion, the all show, but reject its real power. Let me explain this. So in other words, people paint a Christian lifestyle on the outside, but on the inside, their hearts are consumed with ungodliness. Amen? Verse 5 says, they will hold to the outward form. They paint a different lifestyle, right? And let me tell you what type of individuals these are. They are considered to be fakes. A harsh word, hypocrites, lover of themselves. They bear no fruit in all that they do. Their message and testimony is saltless. Their light is dim. These are the ones that paint the outside picture of Christianity. They don't really follow who Christ is, but they follow the people that like. You're probably saying, Pastor, these are very strong words for you to say. Well, listen, I'm just a messenger here, sharing the truth concerning the word of God. Can you say amen? You see, these individuals, what they do is they twist and water the truth to justify what they are displaying on social media. Their strength is built on man's acceptance and opinion. They quote scriptures by day, but no truth is found within their words. John 8.32 tells us, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. These are individuals that have allowed social media to consume their hearts that they can quote, they can say, they can portray to be whatever they want to do. But down deep inside, they are someone else. There is darkness. There is something that has been rooted in their lives that needs to be unrooted. Can you say amen? They are living for likes, longing for love. Now again, don't misunderstand me. Social media is a powerful tool in spreading the gospel when it's utilized correctly through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I honestly believe that God has given us wisdom, man wisdom, to be able to come up with different tools and ways to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. What we can't go out and tell a third world country or someone on the other side of the world, we can get on social media and say, you know what, I can share my testimony through here instead of sharing how I feel and what I'm doing and how I look and, and I'm taking my selfie and get somebody else's opinion. I can, I can get on social media and say, look, this is my testimony. Now, don't get me wrong again. If it's used correctly and, and guided by the Holy Spirit, it can do some damage to the darkness. We must push ourselves to practice spiritual wisdom. Hello. James 3.13 tells us, and it states, if you are wise, it says, live a life of steady goodness so that only good deeds will pour forth. 
And if you don't brag about them, then you will be truly wise. Amen. You see, we must be wise when it comes to utilizing social media. For those who say, I don't have to worry about that, Pastor. I, I don't even own a smartphone. I don't even know how that works. I have nothing to worry about. I'm not involved in that. That doesn't concern me. It might concern this new generation. Can I tell you that if, you're not, if you don't know how to use it, shame on you. If you're misusing it, shame on you. We need to know about it because our kids are using it. Because our grandkids are using it. It's here and it's only getting bigger. And we need to understand about social media. We need, to, we need to figure out how is it that I can get myself involved in social media so that I can share with my children and my grandchildren look, that, that, look, listen, these are good things, these are good tools, but if you use them correctly, they are good to help share the gospel of Jesus Christ. But how can we show our children, how can we show our grandchildren when we ourselves are not setting at that example. Where we've gotten to the point in ourselves today that we're everywhere that we go, either at home, wherever we may go at a restaurant, while we're driving, while we're, whatever we're doing, we're on social media. And we have gotten away from fellowship. We have gotten away from what God has created us to have, and that is open communication and fellowship. There was a young lady that shared a testimony that says, you know what, I'm going to decide to put social media away for a whole month just to be able to see how I can connect back with my family. And she says that as soon as she put social media away, that she noticed one thing. The very first thing that she noticed is that she was all alone. Not even her children would come up to her to want to play or to want to do anything. They rejected her. And she looked at these things and she says, man, that is completely sad. What have I done? If we allow social media to consume our lives, it pushes us away from what God wants us to do. If we misuse it, if we don't utilize it the way it should be used, it can damage not only ourselves, it can damage our hearts, it can damage our communication with God, it can damage our communication with our family, it can damage our communication with those around us. I used to laugh and I used to make fun of my kids because the only way that I could communicate to them is by texting them. And they would be in the same room. Listen, we have to be very careful about social media. It's here to stay. It's here to grow. Everything we do takes social media. But if we utilize it in the proper way, in the way that God will instruct us. Listen, if you have difficulty with that, you say, Pastor, man, I, you know, there's something. The first thing I do, Pastor, is I wake up in the morning and I want to know what's going on on book face. I just wanted to see if you guys knew the right word. <laughs> you wake up every morning and that's the first thing you want to check. And you want to let people know, some individuals that are, are so consumed that the very first thing is before they get up, they make sure they clean themselves up, put on makeup, and they take a selfie. This is me on Monday morning. You want to know if you've been consumed by social media? Is that we develop a selfish attitude. And it's all about me. Listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you getting yourself beauty and getting ready for the day. Amen? And, and there's nothing wrong with you sharing on how you feel, but if it becomes a habit, 
Like every five minutes, I've seen individuals where they just take selfies. They take it here, and then they move a little bit further here, and then over here, here, then here. And we're living for likes, longing for love in all the wrong places, my brother. Listen, we got to get serious about Scripture. we got to get serious about the gospel of Jesus Christ. we got to get serious about what's going on today. There are a lot of lives that are being lost because of social media. They are seeking for answers. They are looking for love, but in all the wrong places. And they're looking for opinion. We are looking for opinion from man. We want to know what you think about what we look like or what we do. We want to know how is it that we can live our lives truly and faithfully by your opinion. And we need to be asking God, God, what is it that you need from us? How is it that I can utilize social media to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ? You guys are quiet today. Come on. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We must be wise when it comes to utilizing social media. We're living in the last days. You see, if we allow social media to consume our hearts in an ungodly manner, we are actually opening a spiritual doorway for the enemy. Did you hear that? If we allow social media to consume our hearts in an ungodly manner, we are actually opening a spiritual doorway for the enemy. There is a spiritual warfare taking place to pull away from God's truth more than ever before in the local church. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12, it tells us, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There are actually demonic strongholds that become rooted within a person who has allowed social media to consume their hearts. This is a spiritual warfare. It's no longer physical, but now it's spiritual. The enemy does not want your mind to be on him, on the actual word. The enemy wants to distract you. The enemy wants you to feel like, you know what, it's social media. It's someone else's opinion that you're going to be able to make it. Don't you want to know how, you, how people feel about you? Don't you want to know that, that what, what you're doing is, is the right way to go? Instead of going to God's word, we go to someone's opinion. And there are demonic strongholds that are going on. Listen, and if we're not into the word of truth daily, if we are not renewing our minds, then we are a perfect target. And it will consume us with with, with the enticing ingredients and strongholds that social media presents. You see... Many have become victims that need to be set free from the following spiritual strongholds. Let me let you know real quick what social media can bring upon your life if we allow it to consume us. This is the kind of attitude or the spirits that can actually be rooted within our lives. You ready? Write these down. The first thing, it produces a judgmental spirit. If we are consumed by social media, we become judges. We judge on what people look. We judge on what people say. We judge on what they do. We judge on where they are. We judge on what they're doing. 
And all of a sudden, there is a judgmental spirit that comes upon us. Isn't that true? As soon as you get on social media, you know where I'm talking about. And you notice somebody that you know. And you know that they're not supposed to be or doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. But yet, they're showing it. What's the first thing we do? We judge. I knew it. I knew it. I knew exactly. And believe it or not, there is a judgmental spirit that becomes rooted in our lives. Second thing is a spirit of envy or jealousy. When we get on social media, we begin to see and compare many things about what we wish we had. And we become jealous. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe she got that haircut. Oh, wish I had it. Right? Oh, I can't believe they're taking another trip. Man. And the spirit of envy or jealousy enters if we allow it to consume us. Come on, now get serious with me here. There is a spiritual warfare going on. And we need to be aware. And I'm just here warning you. Everything that has happened in the past, every sermon that you hear should be a warning or an awakening for us. And I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself. There are things going on that, are going, that we're not aware of because we don't want to be a part of. Because we don't want, to, we don't want social media to be a part of, of anything that we do. Remove those blinders. And begin to see the things that are going on and happening not only in the world around us, but within our own homes. Within our own families. We can't even speak to one another as spouses anymore because social media is right in, the, in between. Well... Somebody told me to tell you this. This is the way I should react by someone else's opinion. And the spirit of envy and jealousy could be rooted if it, if it consumes you. Another is the spirit of Jezebel, seductive. Hello? What's the purpose of us getting on, on book face and demonstrating how we look, how we dress, when you can ask your own husband, your own wife, what do I look like? Because you represent their home. You represent him, nobody else. Who are you trying to impress? And we got to be very careful because the spirit of Jezebel could be rooted within our hearts. Another one is the spirit of comparison. You compare yourself to someone else. You're constantly comparing what you wear, what you have, what you do, how much you have, where you're at. You're constantly comparing. we got to be very careful. Hello, amen. These are spiritual strongholds. The spirit, right? The selfish spirit. We become selfish. It's all about me. It's all about what I want, what I do, what I look like. The spirit of pride. The spirit of false identity. Hello. We want people to know what we look on the outside. But on the inside, it's dark. We just finished reading about it. Paul telling Timothy, look, listen. A lot of people portray to, 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 to be one person, but really down deep inside, there's someone else. There's no fruit. People know you by your character and who you are and true life. The spirit of control. Did you know that? 
That if, if we're consumed by social media, we can develop a spirit of control? You're saying, how's that, Pastor? Because I can control whether I like your likes or not. I can control whether I want to friend you or not, or defriend you. I, I, I can control that, hmm, no, I don't want them to be my friend. And you defriend them. It's the spirit of control. Hello. Don't get quiet on me. Because I know some of you guys have rejected mine. <laughs> Just being honest. A boastful spirit. Another pride. Spirit of complaining. I don't think I've ever seen so many complaints in my life through social media than I've ever had. I mean, constantly, instead of praising God and saying, even though I go through what I go through, but I serve a God that there is absolutely nothing impossible, that if I'm going through this right now, He can pull me through, and just as He's going to pull me through, He can pull you through. The last thing I want to share is the spirit of rejection. We can reject individuals into our lives. You see, these strongholds are blinders that the enemy places on us for only one reason. It tells us there in John 10.10, for the thief comes only to steal, steal what God has given to you, steal everything that God has prepared for you, and to kill. He wants to completely kill and destroy you and your family. He wants to completely destroy your, your way of communicating between one another. He wants to destroy the way that, that you communicate with your brother and sister in Christ. He wants to completely do away with how you communicate by reading the Word of God. When he can say, wake up in the morning, turn on your iPhones or iPads, get on Facebook, get on social media, instead of getting up and saying, God, thank you so much, and reading the Scriptures and saying, what is the verse for the day? What is somebody's opinion for the day? It's what we look forward to. So the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But listen, Christ Jesus, who should consume our lives, says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. Paul describes it spiritual as a spiritual covering or a veil. In 2 Corinthians Three, he, this is Paul, and he says, We are like Moses, who would put a veil over our face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. In other words, they, they, would, they would cover themselves because they didn't want to get out of traditionalism. It was all about law, and, and they would cover their face to the things that were happening around them. They didn't want to understand or get involved in the new covenant. Their, their thing was, it's all about law. It's all, this is the way it is. This is the way it will always be. And this is the way it's going to happen. And they would put on veils because they didn't want to see the, the new stuff that was going on. Listen, it's time that we remove these veils. Can you say amen? Verse 14 says, but their minds were made dull. For to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only... Only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. 
You see, their hearts are still consumed with the old legalistic traditions. They refuse to change. They refuse to listen that there is social media today, and it's here to stay, and we need to be updated on what's going on. And in the same way today, many people are so consumed and wrapped up in social media that we don't want to see how it has or what's going or how it's drawing God away from us. But I'm here to let you know, guys, don't get sad. Don't get upset at me, all right? Don't say, Pastor, man, I can't believe you talked about social media. It's a big part of my life. Good thing, but utilize it wisely. Be wise about what we do in social media and what we portray and what we do and what we show. Hello? Don't let me have to get down into detail. You know what I'm talking about. But there is hope. Turn to your partner and say, there is hope. Especially if they're utilizing social media right now. There is hope. 2 Corinthians 3 tells us in verse 16, it says, But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, hello, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate, right, the Lord's glory and being what transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Social media is not wrong or evil. It's not from the devil. But the misuse of, the God, uh, of this God-given talent or instrument, amen, can consume your heart if we let it. Let us be wise and allow the word to consume our minds. Colossians 3.2 says, Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you for listening to this sermon from Trinity Abundant Life Church. If you're ever in the area, please feel free to join us for our celebration service every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Trinity ALC.